And now, live, and by that we mean recorded in advance, from Gut Check World Headquarters in the capital city of a boxing glove-shaped state, and Gut Check Self-Command deep in the belly button above the buckle of the Bible Belt, it's the Gut Check Podcast with your hosts, Ted Cluck and Zach Bartles. Hey, welcome to the Gut Check Podcast. I am, as always, Ted Cluck here with uh, Zachary Bartles. And Zach, I... Uh... I want to dive right in here, man. Um, like Stephen Curtis Chapman. That's right. What's that a reference to, actually? I'm agreeing without knowing exactly what it is that you're, that Stephen you're saying. Stephen Curtis Chapman had a, a big like, pop song not that long ago. Christian pop. I'm diving in. Mm. I'm and diving not in. That I'm long going ago, deep. You mean like 15 years ago? Uh, yeah, I'd say 2001. Okay. Right. Which is, still seems new to me. Yeah, yeah it, it really is new. <laughs> you know, newish. <laughs> Baby, you know what is new uh, is an energy drink that I'm staring at here on my desk, uh, courtesy of one Chuck Weebus. Chuck um, Weebus, dude. He sent he, us care packages. Baby, he sent us both care packages. I feel like we got them on the same day. And, and you can't imagine how delighted I was to go, uh, to, go to the front porch and see a package from, uh, from a fan. And uh, a picture of Weebus on the postage. Yeah, like a, a picture of Weebus, an official uh, Chuck Weebus uh, Industries logo. Uh, which is a which is a picture of Weebus's visage, as it were, uh, right right on the postage, man. Um, talk about what was in the package, baby. Well, here's what was in mine. I assume they were the same. Mine had yeah. two energy drinks, one of which we're going to crack open here in a minute. Yep. Uh, which I mean, here, let me just a quick aside. Yeah. We we put out the call for people to send crappy stuff to us yeah. as a joke, and nobody yeah. really took us up on it. Right. But in Weebus, we've got something so much better, which is a true benefactor. Yeah, he's, he's like a, you know what? I mean, he's he's transcended really being like a lieutenant in the gut check army. He's more like a major like general. A, he's like a trustee at a university. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's a donor. He's like a key donor that we want to cultivate and sort of make happy in uh, in every way. Yeah, so, he's something emeritus. He's an emeritus, like emeriti faculty slash donor. Where you know we listen to Weebus as a company i mean what Weebus uh suggests we uh, we take to heart as it were the new gym is going to be named after him yeah the new gym that we're building you know the new <laughs> basketball arena and uh like the workout center it's going to be the chuck Weebus, you know memorial workout facility and we're building all those things even though we can't afford more classrooms for the music program exactly yeah we're <laughs> we're we're just building the ostentatious things that people see because that's what our that's what Gut Check University is all yeah, about. Somehow we just we morphed into a university. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't right. know how. We went so, from a, a humble publishing company to a, a gigantic monolithic <laughs> university, which I hope to be someday. I really <laughs> feel like now as a as a faculty member, like I'm learning how to run a university so that we can start Gut Check U someday. Do you have some kind of non-compete there or something, though? I mean, is it going to be difficult to, to transition? Dude, it might be tough to get out of the contract for when I start my own university because there's some language in my contract here that says, you know, you're not allowed to start your own competing university. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to have my agent look at it, man. Don't you worry. Should, you just should just check. buy out, you know, Union and then we're, we've already got a <laughs> just facility and everything. Yeah, I, I can see that meeting going well. You know, I'll, I'll sit them down and say, you know, here's what I'm here's what I'm looking to do. I'd like to buy all your buildings and all your stuff. And all of you. And all of you and all of your students. And uh, and just call it Gut Check Universe. Buy and sell people as a mogul does. Uh, exactly. Metaphorically, seeing as how I just realized you're in the South and we don't want to suggest. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so mine had a two energy drinks. I almost made a, a horribly off-color joke. Did you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm really glad I didn't, though. I caught myself, I, which I, I feel like is something I'm getting better at. You know, maybe that's maturity. 
There was also a Taco Bell gift card, which, by the way, I used to buy my lunch. Uh, and there's still money on it so that you and I can, you know, review tacos together. But Which is something the... we really need to do again because I, I haven't been to a Southern Taco Bell yet. And I feel like <laughs> I need to review the product down here. You know? Right. It could be different. It's probably like Chitlins in some of them or something. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Or I don't know. Yeah. What do they have in the South? Like, uh, like Grits. It's a, it's a grit taco. In it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there was also a, <laughs> was a bag of those like plastic zip ties for lashing. They were neon. They were neon colored zip ties. Oh my for gosh. Spectacular. Yeah. And of course, he also sent us, uh, not too long ago, some Taranio cigars. That guy's uh, unbelievable, man. Listen, let, let me be clear to the rest of our listeners. The, uh, the bar has been set. Why can't you and- be more like Weebus? Why, exactly. Why can't you be more like Weebus? <laughs> you know, if if all of our listeners were like our kids in this illustration, Weebus would be like the the excellent older brother that everyone resents. You know what I mean? He'd be like but the, yet everybody the Kevin DeYoung to... of our family. <laughs> I, I don't know it. how many siblings Kevin DeYoung has, but I bet you they were all supposed to be more like him. Probably, yeah, probably a bunch. But uh, but all that to say, I, w- I wish our listeners were all more like Weebus in that I wish they would all send us nice stuff. Yeah, the... yeah. And, and, you know, make audio content and send it to us and this sort of stuff. Yeah, Weebus is is basically like um a, a dream uh gut check army. You know, Ted? Yeah. I think I feel like we need to do something new on the gut check army tip, man. I do too. We I, haven't we haven't done a whole lot on that lately. I've got people that uh have um like joined that haven't even gotten the password because I haven't sent out stuff. I've been so slammed with with yeah. uh, you know worlds colliding, getting ready for the big gala and all that. Uh, Using and, all of our mutual friends and having them use you. Yeah, yeah I've been doing <laughs> some of that. That takes time. Otherwise known as being in the publishing industry at, at any level. <laughs> but if we <laughs> added some new stuff and I went on the old Mailchimp and just blasted out another email that had the password and everything uh, and said there's some new content, that would be a nice thing so people would not forget that we exist or give up on us. Dude, we should. We should do that. We should absolutely do that. I'm going to go on Twitter uh, after this, and I'm going to tweet, uh, what do you want to see added to the Gut Check uh, Army page? And then maybe we should uh, you know, give the option, uh, three or four options. I mean, there's there's some more chapters in the old uh, To Hell with the Devil book. I'm sure there are a couple of those that aren't so jaded that you'd be okay with, with releasing yeah, them. Yeah, I would, I would have to take a look, you know, take a look uh-huh. at the content ahead of time. But, uh, but that, that seems like a good next step, baby. I like it. <laughs> what about the Gut Check comic? <laughs> the gut check comic which which was so much fun for the two of us and so at some level cathartic and and i think helpful for me but uh but which can also never see the light of day i think we should put out the gut check comic but like <laughs> like you know in the movies when they get like a cia document so heavily redacted it's just like one big black like yeah yeah like yeah. mark we should do that we should put black marks over the parts that we can't share remember how we sent it to turk <laughs> and we almost had him convinced to draw it. Uh huh. We should talk to him about that when we talk. We to should him talk today. to him about it. But I feel, like, should... some, I feel like he has some extra time now that he could he could <laughs> devote to that project. Dude, I'm really thirsty. I want to pop into this, uh, and it's almost three here, so I yeah. should get my caffeine uh, done. Uh, so let's crack open Guru Organic Energy Drink, and uh, yeah, let's do it. This is this is uh, this is the sound of Guru Organic Energy Drink being opened in two states in the studio. All right. Listen to that. Well, it smells now, baby, very good. It does. I was just, yeah, I was noticing the nose. I smelled it before I even, like, lifted it up to my nose. You know what I mean? Mmm. That's good. You know what? Before I take my first sip, uh, I just want to explain kind of how Weebus framed this. Uh, he said that these were, quote, West Coast energy drinks. Now, I, 
Zach, I don't want to get into the whole East Coast West Coast <laughs> energy drink battle. You know what? I feel like so many people have been have been hurt by that. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's been a lot of shootings. There's yeah, there been a lot of shootings and a lot of just a lot of bloodshed over over that uh, debate. <laughs> and let me be the first to say I celebrate uh, energy drinks from both from both coasts. Let us squash this, as they yeah. said in the '90s, in that subculture. In that subculture. All right, here we go. This is Guru Organic Energy. Dude, it's delicious. It is delicious. Can you talk a little bit about what you're getting? Because I'm I'm getting a little like hint of of cranberry in there, and I really like it. You know, it's very it's citrusy, but it also has it, there's a definite tea taste to it. It's like you know when you Ooh. get a uh, when you're super thirsty and you get like I'm not even an iced tea guy or a tea yeah. person at all. But once in a while, if there's like a green tea or something in the mm-hmm. fridge. It, yeah. I know it's not super sweet and it won't make me super thirsty. It just quench my thirst. There's a bit of that under the surface in this, I think. Yeah, it's really nice, man. And you know what? It doesn't have that, you know, kind of chemical, like toxic waste dump finish that uh, that a lot of energy drinks do. You know, you don't feel like you're, you know, you're 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 guzzling, uh, you know, something that came out of a, a gigantic metal drum. I you think know? I know why, Ted. Why? There's a little circle on the the front of my can. I'm sure there is on the front of yours as well that says USDA organic yeah exactly i wonder so it's organic man i wonder zach if that means that it uh that it's good for us <laughs> i'm assuming so there's 140 empty calories in it but i'm sure okay. it's good for us here's the uh the copy since okay. we usually share that yeah we always do the copy let's uh let's do that it all starts with good energy crafted with natural and organic ingredients with club sauce see for yourself remember that job Oh, yeah. Reading yeah, the menu yeah. to Lucille 2. Anybody get that reference? I, I get it. I get it now, now that you've explained it. <laughs> <laughs> See for yourself. And then it just lists the ingredients, which I think is kind of a baller move. They're like, I do too, yeah. forget trying to give you this like poetic copy. We're just going to say this is it's good because it's made out of sparkling water, cane syrup, organic white grape juice concentrate. Yeah, there's a grape juicy taste to it. Uh, natural flavors, apple acid. Citric acid, organic green tea leaf extract, there that is, organic guarana seed extract, organic echinacea flower extract, and organic panax ginseng root extract. This is a great mm. energy drink because it gets it gets all the like main uh, categories of energy drink, but they're all yeah. organic. Now, because this is a, a grape juice-based product, do you feel like you could use this for communion at your church? <laughs> <laughs> and if so, what would that do to your constituents? It may kill some of them. Yeah, um, okay. there are people with heart trouble. Uh, you know, in my church, we, we are, yeah. we're, uh, you know, uh, uh, older congregation. Well, no, they're, they're, it's it's a pretty well uh, distributed congregation, age wise, um, but but certainly it's an established congregation. We have our senior saints that we'd like to keep around. Uh, mm. So nice I don't think said. I would use this. Nicely said. Nicely said. Although Ted, there was a time at, at my old church in Grand Rapids where um, somebody couldn't find any grape juice in the kitchen. Okay. And so they, they could find these little plastic squeeze bottles. You know, okay. you may not remember these from like the, the early 90s. You'd like twist and pull off a little plastic tab and then okay. just squeeze them. They were like shaped like a like an old uh, glass Coke bottle, but they were smaller. Uh-huh. And you just, it was like Kool-Aid. You just squeeze Yeah, I remember it. those. I remember those, sure. Well, they found something called Mondo Grape. Mm. And I was a deacon at the time, and I remember I, I drank it. I didn't know about it. I took a drink, and I noticed it was just weird and super sweet. And I looked up, and everyone kind of noticed this at the exact same moment, and it was a really weird moment, like right in the middle of that very sacred sure. time uh, to be like, what 
what are we, you know, is this like a Jim Jones or, I mean, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a Kool-Aid taste out oh, of man. the uh, little plastic cups that we used. Exactly. Surreal. It is surreal. Baby, you know what else is surreal? Writing what, you know, I, I'm going to set humility aside here for a minute, but, but writing <laughs> what I think is is probably the great American rapture novel. You know, I, I don't want to speak for you in that, and I don't, I don't want to go, go too far, but... Uh, but I, I really feel like Re-Raptured by us uh, was a, a very special book. And apparently there are some people out there who agree with us because we've got some new reviews uh, online. And it's, it's surreal kind of to, uh, to go to Amazon and to read these, um, these, these kind things which have been written about your book. So, uh, so let's talk about that a little bit. All right, yeah. You know, we got the Shemitah and everything uh, not going on. So why not talk about some end time stuff? Exactly. Baby, are you there? Are you on the uh, the Amazon page for our uh, for our, our stellar book, Re-Raptured? Nope. <laughs> I'm not. Are you? Well, that's a letdown. I am, actually. All right, I'm going to be. Just a second. Meaning that I, that I popped open that page. Here's the problem, Ted. I can't really type on my keyboard because I have a stack of books on top of it. And... How, about, how about I read the reviews, baby? <laughs> okay. okay. Usually this is your thing. This is the thing that you do, but I'm going to do it this time because we're that kind of show. Are you there? I'm, I'm totally here, man. I'm just I'm drinking my guru and, and looking forward to a to a nice reading. Because the thing about radio is that typically, like after I say something, you know, and the, and then pause, like I expect you to jump in and say something. I had a mouthful of guru, man. All right, I'm going to read some reviews, folks. These are reviews for Re Colon Raptured. Um, the first one is uh, is entitled Five Stars, and it is in fact five stars. It would be funny uh, if it were like two. It would be funny. I'm going to do that on a book later today. Five stars, but then give it like stars two stars and give it two. <laughs> that would be awesome. So the reviewer here is Rayleigh May Carpenter, uh, quote unquote, Infinity's Child. Uh, and she just says simply, a side-splitting satire of rapture hysteria. Nice. Yeah, nice. Rayleigh, Ray. You know how I do that? <laughs> yeah. I do that with everybody's name. It's hard it's to do with that one because it's you, hard to do it already that. ends with the E sound. Yeah, it does. It yeah. does. All right. The next one is called, this is clever, I thought, Recolon Markable. Nice. I love See that. Who did there? that? Yeah. Remarkable by Kevin Moses. What an incredible experience. Just finished this book and virtually every sentence was filled with hilarious cynicism. <laughs> <laughs> Which is sort of like a, a damning with faint praise kind of, kind of thing. Oh, but, no, uh, I, I think that's what we were going for was hilarious cynicism. I think it is too. I think it is too. He says, as a child of the 80s who was raised in an end-times-obsessed Christian culture, this book contains everything necessary for a sarcastic classic. Well done. Sarclastic. Sar sar oh, sarclastic. I love it. Sar I yeah, love it. Okay. So thank you, Kevin. Kev? Kev Bo? <laughs> no? Nothing. Kevster. Kev Kevster. I gotta there. stop drinking my guru because, you, you know, I feel like you think that I'm, I'm kind of neglecting you, but I'm yeah, just I, trying I not to, like, spit... Maybe do you want do you want me to just do the show for a while while you drink your guru? I feel like you're just <laughs> well, you're reading you're reading things, you know, extended yeah. things, and I thought that would be a good time for me to just I'm take sorry. a swig of the guru. I apologize, you're, you're thirsty man. You know, how All about right. if I check with you before each swig? <laughs> that would be great. Like Ted, is this a good time to take a swig? <laughs> yes. No. If we All right, were... I can read one more uh, one more review, baby. This one is called Delicious Fruitcake. What? <clears throat> yeah, delicious fruitcake. Uh, by by our boy Kev, Kevin Rutledge. Oh, he's he's a sous chef in the Gut Check Army. He is, yeah, Kevin Rutledge. He says this, this, this sensational dispensational thriller nice. is a high-speed fruitcake 
Variety of ingredients, not the cake's public appeal of a reed. (laughs) Each morsel you shove into your mouth contains family values, midgets, football, (laughs) CIA, NIV, backstabbing, backsliding, Carhartt, broken hearts, modest wedding dresses, needy emo girls, knees to the groin, blood mist, schematics, automatic guns, overflowing coffee pots, pastors, wannabe Jews, board games, bored adolescents, food courts, and of course, courtship. Oh my I'm gosh, fa- dude, can you do that list one more time? And I'm going to Dude, I will do this list one more time. And I think, baby, I think I'm just thinking out loud here. This needs to be copied and pasted somewhere in the promotional materials for the book. Oh, so absolutely, think, yeah. Yeah, online on the uh, on the on the page for the book or on the front page or something. Uh, I'm gonna read this one more time. Again, this is from Kev Kevin Rutledge, our boy, uh, on uh, on our great book Re Colon Raptured. He says this: Each morsel you shove into your mouth contains family values, midgets, football, CIA, NIV, backstabbing, backsliding, Carhartt, broken hearts. Modest wedding dresses, needy emo girls, knees to the groins, blood mist, schematics, automatic guns, overflowing coffee pots, pastors, wannabe Jews, board games, bored adolescents, food courts, and of course, courtship. (laughs) That's it. And Kev gives a little, he gives a little epilogue here. He says, I'm fat and happy from it all. My mission trip to Belize, and by mission trip, I mean vacation, was, (laughs) I love that, I love this guy was made all the better due to this seminal work being on my Kindle. And then he does a great thing here, Zach. I don't know if you saw this, but he actually included a picture with the review of his Kindle with re-raptured the, uh, the, the cover page. And behind the review, you can see like Belize. You can see all this belize stuff, like, like tropical leaves and sand and water. So, uh, so we have proof that he, that really, in a sense, our company traveled to Belize with him. Missionally, so we, yeah. Missionally. Well, we, so we, because we're a missional company. We should have raised support for that, actually. <laughs> our our book, our a, a e-book is going, event. and we, we need to raise support for it. Exactly. I mean, the experience is probably going to change us as a company more than the people in Belize. So, But still, you should support it. You yeah, know it's great I, to read reviews, man. I really love it, especially when they're fawning and say nothing but very kind things. You know, those are my favorite kind. And really, those are the only kind that we're going to read on the air. And, and Zach, there's one more thing, one more thing I want to cover. Um, and, and it's the kind of thing I think that speaks to... Whether or not you're a success in this world, which really at the end of the day, we, we get up in the morning and we want to, uh, we want to think of ourselves as successful, as moguls, uh, as people who have made a difference. And by made a difference, I mean become famous. Um, <laughs> and you sent me something last week, baby, that, uh, that changed my perspective on that. Um, and I want you to tell the audience what that was and what it means to us as a company. Here's the backstory, man. I cannot see any of the reviews for our podcast on my iTunes. Okay. And I and I put it out on Twitter. I said, "Can anyone else see them?" Because I, I, iTunes support said, "No, they're all there." And everyone else who, who responded on on Twitter said, "No, I can see them as well." You have thirty one of them or whatever. Yeah. And, and so I start searching, seeing maybe they're you know on a mirror site online or something. So I'm googling uh, review for podcast, gut check podcast, and I find this thing that tells me that our podcast, our was, humble podcast, was number ninety nine. <laughs> Ooh. For two days, in the overall ranking of podcasts, and I be- it was in a particular country. I think was it here in the United States. I think it might have been. No, no, it maybe wasn't. no. It wasn't. It wasn't here in the United States. Was it Canada? I'm going to give you a hint. Okay. It was a country. <laughs> okay. Okay. A little game. A little game that we're going to play. It was a country where David Hasselhoff happened to be huge. 
Okay, it was in Germany. It was in Germany. And Gut Check also happens to be huge. And by huge, we mean number 99, uh, peaking into the top 100 for like a day and then just dropping right back. Boy, you know, I mean, you just, you think about the impact we've made worldwide, Zach. You know, doesn't it blow your mind? How many Germans do you think have to listen to a podcast before it gets in the top 100? (laughs) Four. Four Germans. (laughs) I just imagine the four of those Germans, maybe it's a family, just sitting around the hearth, you know, they're in, in Germany in their room. Lederhosen with, or whatever. In their, yeah, in their room with clean, you know, clean, neat lines architecturally, <laughs> listening to uh, listening to our humble podcast, baby. He's humorous. Me, <laughs> I don't know. Das humorous. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. So... I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, Germany. Yes, thank you. You know, I don't know, Ted. Ted, you're not German, but I, I am. Uh, I am you know, German. Deutsch and Dutch to the core, and uh, I, I feel like, you know, in a sense, that's a homecoming for me. It is for me too, Cluck, man, von Kluck. What do you think that is? That's uh, that's as German as it gets. Yeah, that baby. is really German. Yeah. And, you know, why don't we try and just build that? You know. I feel like we should build that. I, I feel like we should go on tour in Germany. We should have a. We should have a speaking tour, a series of engagements in uh, in Germany under the Gut Check Podcast banner. <laughs> Who's going to pay for that? Weebus. Weebus is going <laughs> to pay for it. Because you know what? Listen, anybody who can afford a box of energy drinks and lashing supplies can, send uh, can afford to, to send us to Germany. <laughs> now, baby, I'm seeing something pop up on my on my uh, technology here in the studio on my end. Uh, and it's a picture of, uh, of our, our boy Turkish Delight, man. This call failed now, though. I Uh-oh. don't know. Uh-oh. Call failed. Let's try that again. Let's do Turkish. Call <laughs> failed. How do you do I it? I don't know. Here, Make let me be him. Comics. Comics. Fifty. <laughs> I can't really do a, tur- a Turk impression. I was good though. I, I sensed what you were trying to do. With- <laughs> <laughs> you know no. what my students liked about last week's episode, baby? Yeah. Well, you played some of the episode for for your class. What class was it? Uh, it was called Writing Across Media Platforms. So it, it kind of tied into our class, but not really. I just Mostly wanted to share Mostly you just wanted them to hear the podcast. Okay. They uh, they, they love the thing about the tiny houses. Like, we <laughs> talked about the tiny houses. <laughs> and they also like where we talked about space and, like, uh, the crinkly That was seats. everyone's favorite thing. Yeah. 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 Call failed. Turkish. Maybe, he, maybe he's too big for us now. Turkish delight. Come on, baby. Ted, do you get, like, the whole afternoon free for, uh, you know, just grading and yeah i'm grading writing. today i'm gonna to be doing some writing um yeah i'm i'm free this afternoon it's nice man wednesdays are pretty uh pretty light days for me reading and writing hey hey it's turkish, turkish. there's our boy what's up boys not yeah. much baby good to hear your voice man it's been oh, a long time oh and i feel like it's been forever it has been forever man you know this company has made so many we made so many connections around the world, Turk. We were just talking about how we've uh, we've charted on the uh, the iTunes podcast in Germany. We were uh, the 99th most popular podcast in in Germany last week for two Great days. Day. So I, that's huge. I mean, don't listen. I don't want you to think of us any differently. You know what I mean? Because I feel like the people that I've told that to have have been sort of in awe, and they've they've sort of gotten that like you guys are famous podcasters look in their eye. And that, uh, that, I just, that, aren't you Ted Cluck look? Aren't you yes. Ted Cluck? Aren't you the 99th most popular podcaster in Germany? <laughs> or, or I was going to say, I was going to say, Guntop Glieben, Glauten Globen. Oh, I love it, man. I love it. I love that reference. Uh, Turkish, how are you, man? <laughs> I'm good, guys. How you all doing? We're great, we're great baby. What's, how, is, uh, how is it being a Southerner, Mr. Cluck? 
You know, I like it, man. The South, the South suits me, as they say, Turk. Um, it suits um, everybody. People who can't live here, they're not right. Yeah, I couldn't I agree, live there. Man. No way. I'm, Let me ask you both a question. Sure. Yeah. How many... Now, Turk, when did you move from New York to Arkansas? Well, it was uh, it was New York to Arkansas via Pittsburgh and uh, Manitowoc, Wisconsin. So ultimately, so uh, Midwestern, Midwestern, South. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yankee, yeah, Yankee, New York, and then Midwestern, and then South. Yes. Yeah. Um. Okay. So it's been a decade, or. Uh yeah, it's actually more like uh, twelve, almost uh, almost fifteen years. It's been a while. And Ted's been there three, three months, two months. Yeah, about two two months and change. Let's Seems say. like forever, Ted. Mm. As I, I rock myself to sleep. Actually, that implies that you normally would rock me to sleep, which is is not yeah. accurate. But um, yeah. well, I and mean, you there, there, Catwoman was weird. There were a couple <laughs> nights. Turk, don't judge us for what for what we're doing. Okay. I mean, <laughs> but uh, I want to ask. That's our journey. How uh, how many Black Widow spiders and or. Uh, rattlesnakes and or water moccasins or whatever have you come across in your, your time now down where the harsh winters don't kill all the horrible creatures? I, I see what you're getting at, Zach. And, and Turk, this is one of those situations where uh, we, we need to sort of carefully reassure Zach that we still love him and love the North while at the same time, you know, uh, affirming that we that we do like where we live, so I'm going to let you feel I, I, that first. Okay, we okay. I won't I won't hurt Zach's feelings. Zach loves nature, man. So Actually, Zach, yeah, I I've never killed a spider. I put them in little jars and bring them outside. Yeah, oh, you're man. you're like the most sort of granola nature loving guy that I know, man. Yeah, no, I think yeah, it'd be cool to be able to see the big the big spiders. I don't know if I would be able to sleep if there was a possibility that they were going to descend on me. Oh, Maybe, come honestly, on. I haven't... <laughs> I haven't seen any of that stuff, man. Yeah, I'm sure that it's it's not uh, it's not out there much. I'm 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 not trying to impugn it. Where is, you live. No, it is. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to be I'm going to be honest with you. It is. It's common. I, really? I, I it is it is very common. This uh, last summer, uh, my dog and I killed two copperheads in the backyard. I mean, wow. literally in my backyard. Uh, and uh, la- in the summer, my mailbox is a haven for black widow spiders. I mean, I usually get two or three. Mm. If you kill one, if you kill one, you're usually pretty good because they don't, they're not like trying to nest all over. They're not like constantly nesting someplace else. So if you can kill the one that's in there, you're probably okay. The, the one that's the killer is the, uh, it's the one that's got the fiddle shaped back, the brown recluse. Mm. Oh, yeah. right. Actually, those uh, are even up here, Turk. Yeah. See, those are the, and exactly. I feel like they're pretty pervasive pervasive uh varmint there so you know it's not like it's it's only in the south but you know every every year you'll hear somebody at church or somebody in the homeschool group or when my kids were in public school some kid got bit by by a brown recluse and they had to go to the hospital and you know they had to take the anti-venom for for uh what do they call it ne- necropsy or whatever it is mm-hmm. dying your, your skin's all dying because of the spider venom that sounds awful man so yeah. you you and your dog killed two copperheads. I I wish I I mean I, again being a nature lover all the same I would like to have seen that. Did you just like stomp on its head like Jim Caviezel in The Passion of the Christ? <laughs> no, no, no. No, actually the the dog found him in the tall grass at the edge of the yard and uh and wouldn't leave it. I mean, he's usually he's usually reasonably obedient and he wouldn't walk away from it. So I knew there was something really there. Uh, walked over there with a shovel, and sure enough, there's that freaking sp- that 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 snake. I mean, he's uh he's all stretched out, and he's uh he's he's trying to decide whether or not he's going to bite my dog. So I just took the shovel and cut his head off. Turkish, 
slayer of venomous snakes. Dude, oh, this yeah, guy's I have unbelievable, a, man. I actually have a, a great rattlesnake story. Can I, can I, can we can we take it? Can we it tell that? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So so we live. I'm, you know, we live in a subdivision. We may live in Arkansas, but we don't live in the country. We live in a subdivision, and our subdivision is uh, it's in phase two, and they're they're breaking ground on phase three. But we were in phase one. And uh, well, while we were in phase one, the houses around us were under construction. And this, uh, uh, the guy who was building the houses at that time, his, uh, his, his number one guy has this cart of tools that he parks in front of the house that they're working on. When they're working on the house that's directly across from us, that tool cart was parked out there, you know, for weeks. And uh, some of the wives around the neighborhood, you know, they would take their evening walks. You know, they're all, you know, they're, they're all mom fitness freaks and they're, they're walking around the neighborhood, and I'm in, I'm in my house, and uh, one of these nights, I hear these screams, and I swear, I thought somebody was being attacked out in my yard. I thought something bad, really seriously bad was happening. I step out the front door, and there's these two grown women, these two 30-year-old women, standing on top of my brick-laden mailbox. I mean, my mailbox is this pillar of brick. They're both on top of the mailbox screaming, and I'm like, what? could possibly send two women on top of the mailbox and there's this rattlesnake underneath the tool cart oh so they're losing it about the rattlesnake so you know i, I grab the shovel i go over there i knock the head off of it and they're and they're, they won't even come down i had to go get their husbands to get them down but i get one of the guys from up the street and i show him the rattlesnake and he starts laughing. I'm like, what's so funny? He's like, I got, I got a great idea. We all knew the builder, this guy named Jody. We all knew the builder and we knew that he was coming around, that he comes around every couple of days. So this, this guy, my neighbor, who also bought his house from Jody, takes the snake, the head, the body, the whole thing, and stuffs it in the electrical box, which isn't fully wired yet. Jeez. And, uh, and, uh, and he said, he said, you know, this is going to be awesome. I cannot wait for Jody to find this. And I start laughing because of course I'm in. I'm in. I'm not taking it out of there. That's a great idea. And uh, sure enough, my kids, my homeschool family, keep the curtains open to watch when Jody is going to come and look in the electrical box. When he opens that electrical box, you could have sworn that snake was going to jump out at him because he. they say he literally jumped 20 feet backwards when he saw the snake in there. <laughs> I, oh, man, I wish I could have seen that. That was it was it was just a classic prank. But dead snake prank is is among the best pranks you can play. You know, I have a, a, a funny rattlesnake story as well, uh, and it involves Ted. You, you, I don't know if you remember this, Ted, but there was one time that Ted and I were being uh, hunted uh, by somebody who who hunted people. Okay. And and uh, we were was we it were, Cliff Graham? It was it was it was Cliff Graham and his entourage of people that that hire him to lead a his, hunt and his personal assistant. <laughs> and we and we were uh, kind of like down in the bayou. I don't remember why we were down there. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and and in order to like slow down those who were hunting us. Mm -hmm. uh, Ted grabbed the rattlesnake and he bit the rattle off of it and, then oh. he, and he tied it to a tree uh -huh. and, and then we, we continued on our way and, and then when the poor guy who was, uh, who was hunting us came by he got bit on the face because there was no rattle to warn him uh, yeah. and, and that, uh, that event was, was actually we let it go but it was actually without any you know us optioning off or, or, or signing anything it was portrayed in a, in a John Woo uh, Wilford Brimley John, Van, Van Damme movie yeah yeah. That is a great booby trap, Ted. I had never. I really. I wish I'd thought thought of that. Now that I could have cut the tail off. Should have of done that, that to Jody. Snake. Yeah. Oh Just yeah, to, he would have. Yeah. He he'd still love that. He'd still love that today. Just a little survival thing I picked up along the way, you know, Turk. I mean, you you, you learn these things, but that's uh, right. 
But you know, Cl- Cliff's intention was to start hunting us and then like wait two months to actually <laughs> finish the, the hunt. So uh, start you, hunting and then leave you in the woods and then just find and then leave us in the woods for two months. Yeah, find yeah. out which one ate the other one before he got there. And then uh, by the time we'd completely forgotten that we were being hunted at all, he would and, come and just kill yeah, us. Yeah. Come back on the scene, but uh, Turk, I want to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about us because as great as that snake story was, I think the weakness of it was that it didn't include Zach or myself. Would, oh. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, I totally agree. Well, I totally agree. I, to- I totally agree with that. You know, there, there are frequently times in my life where I'm about to do something and I'm thinking to myself, this is a gut check moment. Right. And, and God, why, why, couldn't we, <laughs> why couldn't they be here? Because this would be epic. Oh man, you know what? Just tell those things to the Lord, and, uh, and then maybe one day we will be there, baby. Well, see, He's moved yeah. you closer to me, Ted. So I, I yes. feel like it's going to happen. How, how far could. apart are you guys? About I don't know, four hours. Yeah, a few hours. Yeah, Turks. Uh, you know, on the other side of Memphis, quite you know, a ways. So Ted, so. if you guys met in the middle, you wouldn't have to drive any further than you and I used to drive to see Turk anyway. Yeah, that, exactly. that's true, man. That's true. Absolutely. It was, you know. It would be about the distance that we drove that evening that we had our product stolen. Remember that? Except it would go much better than that evening did. You know what would be really ironic? If Turk met you somewhere and wound up actually stealing books from you. Stealing seven of my books. Now that I know how easy it is, I might try it. Yeah, seriously, man. Now that you know that we're an easy mark as a company. Uh, Ted, your wife is from Arkansas, though, isn't she? Dude, she's not from there per se. She went to high school in Arkansas. Her her folks did a, a short... You know, kind of time in Little Rock working, and uh, and she went to high school there. She went to Arkansas Baptist High School in uh, yeah. Little Rock. So, um, yeah, fond memories of that area, man. There's like one Baptist high school for the whole state, Arkansas uh, yeah. Baptist. Yeah, Arkansas Baptist. That's right. Huh. Well, baby, let's uh, let's talk about uh, this this phenomenon that sort of happened uh, of late with our with our program with our show here. And that is you kind of live emailing your reactions to the to the podcast when you're listening. And we've been so encouraged by this, but we want to we want to challenge you. I guess we want to implore you to take that uh, to take that live emailing uh, live, as it were, and, and let a bigger audience in on uh, on on what's happening on your interaction with the show. Yeah, I, you know, I it, I'm doing it while I'm walking the dog in the morning on Saturdays, right? Your your podcast <laughs> usually comes up Friday night sometime, and it downloads and. Uh, and I'm walking the dog, and I'm listening to you guys, and I'm, you know, I mean, it's always a, it's, it's always a, a, a mix uh, of, uh, of chuckles and, you know, smacking my forehead as you guys talk about your antics, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it's just, you know, emailing you guys just to get your reaction, just to see what I can get you to say back to me in email. Usually, is why I'm on that. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the joy of it, right there. Now, Turk, what are you doing? Uh, what are you doing publicly these days, man? How are the how are the fans of Turkish delight getting uh getting their fill of of Frank Turk these days? Yeah, you know they're just not and and and, and honestly, I mean, I I really and you, know, you guys are the only thing, and I I swear it's the only thing I do that is not tweeting. That's it. I don't. I am not going to be a public person like that anymore. I just am. I here's here here's where I was. Here is where I got to in my and you know I don't mean to get all. Again, you know, it's it's rare. I, you guys seem to pull the Christianese right out of me, but here I am. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Do it. I I really got to the place in my heart where I realized that first of all, I didn't respect other people who were doing what I was doing. Mm. That that when I looked at what we were doing, we you know we all started off. I think I mean, you know, when I say all of us, you know, back 
12 years ago or whenever it was we all started blogging all these all these uh you know reformed christian people yeah. um you know i think that everybody started with reasonably pure motives mm. and if some people got famous and some people didn't some people got infamous whatever that that was what it was but you know i got to the place where i when i looked at anybody who was doing it i didn't believe they were doing it for the right reason anymore <laughs> And when I realized that's how I felt about it, I looked at myself and I said, you know what, that must be true of me too. There's no way I could be the only guy who's doing this for the right reasons. Mm. Now, on top of that, you know, my, my bigger concern is what does it tell people to, to live that kind of a Christian life with no other opportunity for them to see the other things that I do? I mean, you know, most people who have ever read my blog, you know, they don't know that when somebody loses their job in my church, I am the first guy at the house because mm. having been a person who lost his job and was unemployed for 18 months, I have something useful spiritually to say to a guy who just lost his job and also some practical things about how to not stay, you know, how to, how to get out from unemployment. What do you do to make sure that you don't become a bum? Right. You know, I mean, that they, the people don't know that about me. People don't know that, you know, there are families in our church who who are having trouble with their kids and they look at my kids and they say, "Well, those aren't bad kids. What 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 did, what could I do to help my kids be more like that?" You know, my wife and I do a lot of that kind of 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 discipleship. You know, I don't want to say mentoring or anything like that because the people who we do these things for, they have gifts too and they're giving them back to us. And and it bothers me that people have gotten to the place some of the people, I think most of the people who read blogs have gotten to the place where their Christian life is all external and it is all about reading these blogs or reading puritans or reading other books and it is not about what Paul describes in Titus 2 and 3 or in the books or the, the letters to the Thessalonians or uh, Thessalonians or, or what, whatever the New Testament description of being a Christian and living with other Christians looks like. And, you know, it's, I think it's disingenuous for me to then make that what I'm going to blog about. That's, mm -hmm. that's, that's ridiculous. What I should do is I'm just going to go do it. And if somebody asks me, well, what happened, then I'll, I'll tell them. You know, and I think that the other thing, and, and this is, I think this is the funny part. This is the gut check part. You know, huh? the other thing is, is that I'm really sick and tired of people confusing me with Frank Turek. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really just done with that. And, and really, I'm done with it for his sake and for my sake. You know, the next person who comes to me and says, I didn't know you had a radio show. I'm just going to laugh at him. I'm just going to say, I don't have a radio show. And I'm not even going to explain it to him. Are you not going to point him to this radio show? And by radio show, I mean two guys... Speaking into USB microphones? Yeah, we could. Yeah, I could do that. I wouldn't mind doing that. That would be that'd be probably good for him. It'd probably better be better for him than re listening to apologetics radio. You know. Now, now, Turkish. I have to ask you then: is is the proper kind of title and moniker for you at this point then for for Internet Turk uh, that you are a menace that has been stopped? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that I'm. I am now after Satan. I'm. 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 Uh, I'm actually going after him in the local church and. Uh, Jesus and I are going after the real thing. So I'm, I am still a menace, but I'm a real menace now, not an artificial one or a character in somebody's uh, internet comic book. I'm, I'm a real menace for Jesus now. You know, it's Baby, funny we, you bring up comic books. I was uh, just going to say that. Tell, tell him why that's funny. You know what? You're reading my mind, Zach. You, <laughs> you and I have been hosting this program for too long, man. We're, uh, we're of one mind. Yeah, Turk, we were, uh, we were talking uh, off the air, I think, before, uh, before the program today about – uh, the Gut Check comic book. Do you remember this? You remember this little, uh, this little. I remember the sketches I sent you guys. Yeah. 
It was a yeah, it was a piece that got produced, and uh, I will be honest, I wrote it at kind of a dark time, man. <laughs> oh uh, no, I remember that. That's yeah, right. That. With the, it's got the scenes from it's got the scenes from uh, from uh, Die Hard in it. Lots yeah, it ended up being really a lot more violent than I thought it would. Yes, that, it was. In that it was ultra violent. <laughs> I mean, it was sort of the, the like the Django Unchained of comic books. Yes. Um, <laughs> Oh Except- yes, it was it was totally. But you and Zach were both in that place, right? Where you guys were trying to to uh, to outdo uh, Pulp Fiction, you know. I, and Zach, I'm going to tell you. Know, I, I thought about this this last Saturday. You need to go back to 42 weeks dry, buddy. And 42 you need months to, and, dry, man. 42 42 months dry. Weeks, you need months. to go back. You need to go back to that book. And now that you are the author that you are, you need to see what you can do to make that into into something. That's uh, that goes above and beyond the the gut check version because that book has a lot of chops. It 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 just it, you know I just honestly think if you if you applied the things you know now to that book it would be stellar. I'd like to just get that the the uh, graphic novel version of it out there. Honestly. Oh gosh, oh it would be epic. Well, Turk, now that uh, now that you're no longer uh, really an internet provocateur, Zach and I uh, again in thinking of ways to reengage the. Uh, <laughs> The gut check army. Um, we thought it might be time to revisit that that uh, uh, the comic book project, man, and have you uh, have you do a few more sketches. And uh, we were going to put out an edited version of the comic in which we just black out all of the sections that we can't, you know, we can't really go live with. In good uh, conscience, you can't go with it anymore. Meaning that like eighty percent of it would be blacked out. So we, could, we could send you the two or three panels that would be safe to uh, to publish, and maybe maybe we could have you draw something up. My favorite part is when uh, I, I convince you that that all these people at a particular uh, publishing company are really <laughs> realistic uh, androids, uh-huh. and you're and you're beating on them, and you're like, I don't know, this blood looks really real, and I say, <laughs> I, they they are androids. I read it in Publishers Weekly. We can send a man to the moon. You think we can't make realistic looking robots? <laughs> That's right. It's a nice moment, baby. That uh, that that. Yeah, that piece really had its moments. I feel like sure. Turk was like 85% convinced to like put pen to paper on that too. That's good though. 85, I'll take that. Oh, I, I really was. You know, the, the, you know, as, the, you know, my biggest, my biggest drawback for all of these things is that, you know, I mean, God, I work 60 hours a week. You know, I mean, I would love it. I would really. I mean, first of all, a comic is like 75 times as much work as actually writing a book, I yeah. think, you know, because yeah. it's, oh gosh, the amount of energy, I mean, I, you know, even a professional can only really, in his, in his top game, can draw two pages a day, you know, I mean, that's, that's just crushingly slow. I mean, I don't know how somebody can, can do that more than one time ever and, and want to do it ever again. But, uh, but even would, writing a book, I mean, I'm just so We would spent. ask you to do a lot more than that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? And we would pay you nothing. I, I just I want to be completely unguarded and, and upfront about what no, this. No, he would, would get all the 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 profits from it, right? <laughs> well, that, yeah, but but let's let's be honest, guys. We don't do this for the money. We do it for the love. We do, we do, and what we do is long, layered jokes that really only we get, and that that provide very little in the way of uh, of monetary compensation. But uh, but the compensation is all is all kind of. Just cosmic and, uh, and and feeling good. So, baby, we are uh, we are out of time, man. We are running uh, we are running low on time. Uh, as always, Turkish. It's been uh, it's been amazing to chat with you, man. I love you guys, man. Keep up the good work. Keep uh, keep the smiles on it. And uh, you know what? 
Christianity, the public face of Christianity would not be the same without you guys. So keep it keep it real, boys. Whoa, I've mm. never heard that one before. I like that. that Zach, that's a tagline. That should go on something. <laughs> oh, hey, in Turkish, happy 50th birthday, man. Oh, Whoa. man. Whoa. That's a, that's a beautiful thing, boys. Mm. 50, 5 zero, ladies and gentlemen. Half a century. Half century of Turkish. Yeah. Absolutely. Turkish, just just if you want to throw out, I know you say you don't do anything but Twitter, but do you want to throw out a little plug uh, as we as we part here for your uh, instructables or, or what you're calling, where you and your kids are, are making kind of like an arsenal? Yeah, we love that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, what I get to do when I'm not blogging now, I don't waste all that time blogging. I get to do fun stuff with my kids. And we, we found this site called instructables.com where you can really, you know, once you've made something, if you've, if you've, uh, if you've in any way documented what you're doing, uh, people want to know about it. They're all these crafty weirdos. You know, they, they go to, they go to, uh, Hobby Lobby just like Zach does, except they're not buying ribbon. Do they and, lash? Uh, do they do a lot of lashing? Because they do a lot. That's actually a there is actually a whole section on lashing there. So I I, I lied. They do what do what Zach does, um, <laughs> and and in that I mean there's you know there's the I think there's the instructable on there on how to build the shield, the, the Captain America shield. There's the instructable on my daughter's um, my daughter's uh, Winter Soldier costume. Uh, I've got a couple other instructables up there. A couple of them are prize winners. That uh, that uh, that uh, Winter Soldier costume won a prize. It was it's actually quite good. Dude, shoot us the link and we'll put it on this page. I'll do it. I'll I'll, I'll email it to you guys. Awesome, Baby, here's man. an idea. What if you uh, What if you implored the readers of Instructables.com to make uh, life size costumes of of Zach and myself? You know, just to sort of promote our our brand out there, man. Do you think that would have legs? You know, I can make the. You can request. I'll be glad to do it. Make the request. Make the request. I feel like ninety. I'm I'm not satisfied with ninety ninth in Germany. Um, <laughs> My goal, I don't know about you, we haven't talked about this as a company, but 75th would be amazing. Oh, yeah. I feel like I'd feel exponentially better about myself. How did you get to be I... 99th in Germany? Baby, I don't even know, man. I don't even know. This, Just this the... rocket ship is going so high so fast, we, we yeah. lost track a long time ago how we got That's here. That's global. That is a global footprint, boys. That is, that is, that is good work. Thank you, Turk. You know, it's it's my my head is spinning. You know, I really I have to pinch myself sometimes. <laughs> I mean, the decadence and the excess and you know all of that. I mean, I, I'm going to crash at some point, but uh, but not for a while. You baby. can't really hear it, but Ted is actually uh, podcasting from a, a kind of clawfoot tub, like an antique clawfoot tub filled with cocaine. <laughs> And yeah. he's just kind of nestled. He's not. He's not doing the cocaine. So I mean, no. there's, there's no, like no a, integrity issue. But he's yeah, just. Me, he's, he likes the feel of it on his skin. <laughs> it's like a scene from the from the uh, NC17 version of Entourage. Mm, mm. <laughs> I wouldn't know about that, Turk. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. Turkish, it's been a pleasure, baby. We'll talk to you soon. All right, fellas, take care. See you, man. Folks, that was Frank Turk. Uh, insightful as always. Uh, and this has been the Gut Check Podcast. Entertaining, as always. Thank you, Germany, and we will see you. Thank you, India. Thank you. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Thank you, Thank Germany. Thank you, Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alanis Morissette. What happened to Alanis Morissette? Man? I don't know, but she was great, dude. Oh man, all the couple, you know what? Couple of her records, all kidding aside. I've got the first one, and, and there was that really, really angsty, semi-filthy, like angry screed against like a jilted lover. Yeah, yeah. And I and I remember the day I learned that the jilted lover was actually um, Dave Coulier. 
from America's Funniest People <laughs> Uncle, and Uncle Joey Full House. Uncle, Uncle Joey, yeah, Uncle, Uncle Joey. Joey, man. And that and that Alanis Morissette was Moose on uh, what was that Nickelodeon show? Ah, no you idea. can't do that on television. Oh, really? Yeah. So she was like, she was like, I don't understand how it is that like collectively. And I know you were trying to end the show, but just just a, a parting thought here. Um, how collectively our our kind of youth culture will will agree to forget that someone was like this literal Mickey Mouse character, like on the Mickey Mouse Club or on some corny Nickelodeon show, and be like, "Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal is so deep and sexy, yeah, and such an you know, artist. He's so tormented. <laughs> he must have really lived such a hard life. No, he was on the Disney Channel. What? Exactly." I hope nobody ever forgets that we that we were ranked 99th in Germany. You know what I mean? How could they? That's that's yeah. That's going to be something I'm never going to let anyone forget. And um, and as an audience, don't you forget it? And don't you forget about us? <laughs> says the song at the end of the Breakfast Club. <laughs> I will look forward to doing this again next time. Don't need money. Don't take fame. Don't need no credit card to ride this train. Good. <laughs>